Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we're talking today about how to get on the same page with your spouse. What do you do? What are the steps to take when you are not necessarily on the same page? How do you link up and get unified? It helps if we read the same book. Because then you're both looking at the oh, same no. page. <laughs> but but no, in all seriousness, it is super important that couples get on the same page. It's not going to be good if you're divided, if two, you know, you're pulling different directions or you keep arguing over the same thing or a decision is in a stalemate because, you know, nobody seems to be happy. So it's a common thing. Small things like, I don't know, where we're going out to dinner, maybe not as important. Medium things, big things, you've got to work at being united, being together. Yep. I mean, we had a big decision to make when we were trying to figure out, do we have a fourth child? This is yes. a few years ago now at this point. But yeah. we had always said, do we want three kids? Do we mm-hmm. want to try for four kids? And when the three came and we were then in a position where we had to kind of work through that. and. Yeah. Uh, it, we weren't really sure where we were going to land on that. And we had to work to kind of get unified there so that we were both for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Lots of conversations, th- hearing each other out, you know, me being in the thick. Well, bo- both of us obviously are in the thick of the little ones. You know, we, you know that that plays into should we have another one? Look at all, you know, craziness right now in life. So, yeah, it was a definite process of saying, Yes to another, no to another. Why would we pick one over the other and making sure we're we're teamed up? Yeah. And I think a lot of couples, they don't necessarily work to get on the same page or they or they can't for whatever reason. They feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. And so they just kind of move on until it the problem well so the problem kind of like goes away or fixes itself or gets bad enough where they have to do something right i mean i think a lot of people the solution to this is to not try to do it now it's like we can't we we can't do it now so you know let's just punt right we'll talk about it later maybe i don't know we'll figure it out when we're in a better place in life or in a different season or something and Those things can't always happen or should they happen? Yeah. And so what we want to do in this episode is just walk through three, four simple, really effective steps to getting on the same page. Yes. Okay. The first one is to uh, each, you know, write out or think through carefully your own individual answer to the question, solution to the problem, dilemma, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. without sharing that with your spouse and for ha- for them to do the same thing. And right. then after that exercise, for you to compare notes with each other. And, you know, if, if you have you know, differing sets of answers, okay, yeah. now we're in a position to kind of see objectively where each person is. Yeah, and that's really helpful if you're someone who needs some time to think through. You know, what are my reasons? I don't know. I'm, I maybe come up with an answer that I feel like is right right away or quickly. It's going to be better when I sit back and think, well, what are the reasons behind my quick answer for yes or no, or I'm leaning this direction? What is my support? What's my rationale? What's the logic? What are the biblical reasons, right, that I'm saying yes or no? I mean, sometimes those are not as straightforward. Sometimes they're very straightforward. But yeah, like what? 
why am I going in this direction without you interrupting or without you saying, what about this? What about this? Like, here, let me just lay out kind of what I think. And you lay out your, your thoughts. So that first step, it forces you to crystallize your thinking on it. Maybe right. you pray about it. You consult your Bible. Yeah. You think through what your convictions are on the subject and right. you get those down with as much crystal clarity as you mm-hmm. can have. Yeah. Okay. Then you're in a position to do step number two. Okay. And that is to schedule a time and place to talk about it. Right. Not necessarily right then in the heat of the moment or while your spouse is trying to come up with their convictions or right before you're going to sleep at night or <laughs> for you, you yep. know, yeah. Or you're driving, <laughs> right. you know, kid, kids like in are the, interrupting. Yes. Like, none of those times. Yes. You schedule a time and a good place to sit down and have a focused quality conversation. And you both plan to d- talk about this particular thing and to bring your answers. Yeah, and then it's like something you're lo- you're looking forward to because uh, sometimes we'll pick a date that's like a few days away, so we know it's coming. We're still thinking through it. We're still have space to add or change kind of some of our reasonings. Or sometimes I feel like I know this has happened for me. I've gotten softer and softer. Like, oh, he did have some good points. I don't know if I'm as strong on this. So by the time we even get to the meeting, I've had some changes occur because it's days away. And I I think it's ideal that nobody can interrupt you. So kids are asleep. Kids are somewhere else. Also that you're not worn out, exhausted, distracted, any of those things. But full attention, eyes to eyes, prayed up so that you're not going to be emotional or, you know, just trying to come in in a calm manner and and work through it. Yeah, there's something there just about your your mental preparedness. Totally. like when you have something scheduled and you've you've got it on the calendar and you're planning to talk through the issue, mm-hmm. it's you show up and it's game time. You're ready to go. Right. Um, you have given some separation between the emotion of the yeah, issue right. arising and then the discussion of it. And you both go in eyes wide open that that's the subject that we're going to tackle together. So it's just a good, good way yeah. to um, move forward in the direction of unity. Right. And so, and maybe you don't, get it all solved in one meeting. So you need to schedule another one, but start by getting something down on the calendar and having that sit down, focused quality conversation. And in that, obviously it's really important that you communicate what you have written down and that you really listen carefully to what your spouse wrote down. So there's both the clear verbal communication on your end and the disciplined listening to them Mm -hmm. as well. Especially if they're bringing up a point that you disagree with initially. I think, I mean, you need to listen well all around. But if you're bringing in something like making a point that's almost opposite of me, I'm going to want to ask some more questions about that, hear more of your reasoning. How did you get there? Why do you think that? What are the factors that made you, you know, it's like, I need to listen really well because, oh, that's a point of, I don't know, contention here where I'm on this side and you're on this side. Let me, let me think through it. Let me listen well. Let me hear and not just be there plotting my response to you. Like, you know, (laughs) like a kid who, what about this? What about that? So, and I think we've stressed this several times on the podcast through the years, but Uh, We want to really get to a place where we value that conversation that Mm -hmm. that we're describing, not only because it creates good communication, but also primarily because it allows for the sharing of 
two different perspectives, two yes. different vantage points, two different sets of convictions. And that's one of the great values of marriage is that you are not a single going through life with only your brain and your heart, but you are now a one flesh union with another person who has their own brain and their own heart and convictions. And so recognizing the value of your spouse's differing opinion puts you in a position to be better off, to be more equipped, to have more information and make better decisions potentially. I 100% think I make better choices and our the trajectory of my life is better because I have you in it. Because the way you think, the way you present things, the way your brain processes, your strengths opposed to my weaknesses, even, you know, the way we work stuff out together has made for better decisions, a better... Then if I had said, oh, what, what should I do here? And I'm just going with me and my thoughts and my feelings right away. It's like there's a sounding board that has a different perspective, and it's so helpful. I, I do think we're better together because of each other's differences. Yeah. It's a positive in a lot of ways. And that's a really good segue into the third step that we want to present, mm-hmm. and that is to create some kind of pro and con chart, Love some these. kind of T-chart, yes. some kind of spreadsheet. Uh-huh. You know, write it down. What what are the strengths and weaknesses yes. or whatever? Um, because what you will have, uh, what what you will end up with after a conversation like the one we're describing, is you know reasons for and potentially reasons against. Yeah, one or the other option. Mm-hmm. And so get those things down. Think about them objectively together. And so I just think the the two different brains idea really helps to come up with two different columns of, you know, pros and cons or whatever. And we can really uh, appreciate that chart when it's all said and done because we've done some of the hard work of communicating as a couple. Yeah. And if you're like me, you have a lot of words, but you might just be saying the same thing. It's really interesting when you get it down physically on paper that you really only have maybe one or two points against. You know, you said, like for me, I might have said five paragraphs. But really here, when I crystallize it, which is what you're so helpful. So you'll say, so what you're saying is this. And it's like, oh yeah, I just, that is what I'm saying. That is the reason. I've just kind of distilled it down to, I'm worried about the money or, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever the reason might be, that does help because sometimes you think, wow, I've got a lot of passion and I've got a lot of reasons. And then you see, oh, I just have one. I just have two. Yeah. This really boils down to my fear or this really boils down to my like a trust or I'm money or or what, whatever it might be. So. Yeah. Pages and pages and pages really um, of words <laughs> and concepts. So yeah. if we're going to get on the same page. Right. We need to take Thank that. You. Take that and, and really try to <laughs> put it onto one page. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, a fourth and final step. Uh, well, it's not necessarily the final step, but it's the fourth one that we've got here, is to pray together. Mm-hmm. There is probably no more unifying thing you can do mm-hmm. together as husband and wife than praying together. So take the fruit of your conversation and your spreadsheet and results and sit down, grab each other's hand yes. and pray together out loud. And there's something really bonding and intimate about that and unifying. Yeah. And if if it's like we didn't decide, 
then, you know, let's pray about this again tomorrow when we're up in the morning after we read our Bible. Let's pray again about it. Let's think and pray again. And it's so helpful to pray and just to hear even your spouse's heart and desire. Lord, we want to please you in this decision. We want to honor you. We want your wisdom to help us, help us to get together on this, help us to be on on one thought, one mind and, and move forward. And when you're praying and you're seeking God's will and God's wisdom together, that is unifying. Even if, you know, you might still come out of that, like, I am not fully on supporting that yet, or I'm not with them yet, but you're definitely softened and you're definitely uh, warmer to the opposing side when you go to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you said you might not resolve the issue with this. So it's right. not necessarily the last step. You might need to go back to the beginning and, and repeat. Right. Uh, you might need to bring in someone else and yes. bounce ideas off of them. Right. You might need to give it time. You might need to get more information. Like yeah. there, there are additional things to go and do after this, but these four steps are just critical in um, making big decisions together, getting on the same page. And you know, I emphasize making big decisions because if you need to do this kind of flow chart for where are we going to go out to dinner, then <laughs> you're overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't need to work that hard to get on the same page right. about this kind of stuff. This is like big decision right. territory. Yes. If you're struggling to get on the same page about little decisions, right. that's it's kind of a different issue. Um, you just need to maybe care a little bit less about the little things yeah. and move on. grant a little more grace right. toward each other. And, um, but with big stuff, you know, where are we going to live? What am I going to take this baby, job? Are we going to have another baby? Yeah, yeah. You know, what right. do we do about school choices for next year? There's just, there's just big stuff that comes up yep. regularly in marriage and we should work hard to get on the same page. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks for listening in. We'll chat with you later. All right. See you.